This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. Exodus 25 and verse 9, where the Bible said, According to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. Then in verse 40, it reiterates the same thing. And see to it that you make them according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. And then in chapter 26, the next chapter, and the 38th verse, it said you shall raise up the tabernacle according to its pattern which you were shown on the mountain. So we see in these two chapters back to back, God re-emphasizing the importance of building after a pattern. When God speaks once, we are told that we ought to give it twice as much as attention. According to the Bible, Psalm 62 and verse 11, once as he's spoken, twice we ought to hear. So when God speaks once, we should pay twice as much attention to it. What about when he speaks twice? And then when he decides to speak three times, saying something over and over again. The God who, according to Matthew 12 and verse 36, will judge idle words, cannot be speaking idle words. If God is going to hold you accountable for speaking carelessly, speaking words that are redundant, then God cannot be a speaker of idle, unnecessary words. God said, see that you build according to the pattern. Now in Exodus chapter number 40, we now see Moses building according to pattern. Verse 16, Exodus 40 and verse 16. Moses did according to all that the Lord had commanded him. According to all that the Lord had commanded him, so we did. And then in verse 33, the Bible said he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and hung up the screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. He didn't just attempt to do what God told him to do. He ensured that he finished whatever it was that God told him to do. The biblical definition of a lazy man is not a man without effort, but it's a man who does not complete what he begins. That is the biblical definition of a lazy man. Proverbs 12, 27. Proverbs 12, I believe it's 27. He said that the slothful man does not roast what he took in hunting. So he goes to, he goes to, he goes to work. He catches a game. That's effort, right? He brings the game home. Then he leaves it to rot. That's the biblical definition of a lazy person. Not somebody without effort, but somebody who has no commitment to complete whatever it is that he begins. John chapter 17 and verse 4. Jesus said, I have glorified you on earth. How? By finishing the work that you gave me to do. So here was Moses starting something. And Moses got the job done. And the moment Moses was done, verse 34, Exodus 40. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. God told him to build according to pattern. 
And the moment he was able to do exactly what God told him to do, he got the result that God promised they were going to get the glory of God was attracted to a work, a job done according to divine pattern. Now, there are different ways that people decide to live their lives, build their business, build their ministry, build their children. But the word of God tells us that if you follow God's pattern, there are predictable outcomes. There is a pattern for raising a family. He said, train up a child. So that means it's only a child that can be trained. An adult cannot be trained. An adult can only be saved. Only a child can be trained. A child is comparable to an arrow in the Bible. And there are three things an arrow cannot do for itself. An arrow cannot shoot itself. An arrow cannot determine its own target. And an arrow cannot determine how far it will travel. There is a difference between an arrow and a bullet. How far a bullet will go has been predetermined from the point of manufacture. It is pure physics. When you hold a revolver in your hand, how far it can project has been predetermined from the point of manufacture. But an arrow is different. How far an arrow will go is determined by the dexterity of the archer. The one who is shooting that arrow. So how far a child will go is determined to a large extent by the quality of parenting the child gets. So that is a pattern for parenting. There is a pattern for having a successful marriage. If you are going to have a successful marriage, don't just be quoting husband love, wife submit. You see, the ability to love and submit is predicated upon being not drunk with wine, wherein there is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Before Paul began to give the injunction, in verse 22, 23, 24, 25 of Ephesians 5, he first said in verse 18 and verse 19, be not drunk with wine. So only people who are filled with the Holy Ghost will have the capacity to love, capacity to submit in the absence of being filled. You see, you can't, you can't meet the demands of marriage from the place of emptiness. You can't. You can't come into marriage because you are just beautiful. No. It is not the container that will keep you married. It is the content that will keep you married. The container can bring a man or a woman into your life. It is the content in the container that will sustain the continuity of that relationship. So he says, be filled first. That is the pattern. There is a pattern for succeeding in your career or succeeding in business. If you are going to make a success of any business or any career, you have to be service-oriented service-oriented not money-minded service-oriented if your focus is on how best you can serve your end user you will never be out of business if that is your focus if that is your focus because in life everybody has an asset value and a replacement value potentially everybody has an asset value potentially and everybody has a replacement value potentially. Now, your asset value is a function of how indispensable you are. Whilst your replacement value is a function of how disposable you are. How disposable you are. How replaceable. How easy it is to find somebody else to play the role that you are playing. The quality of people you are serving. The quality of needs you are providing and the degree of the satisfaction of the end user of your product 
will determine your rewards in life. Let me say that again. The kind of need you are meeting and then the category of people you are meeting that need for and the degree of their satisfaction with your service or your product will determine your rewards in life. Determine your rewards. So if you're going to succeed in, in business, you have to be service-oriented. If you're going to succeed in ministry, there is a pattern in scripture. If you're going to succeed in ministry, Mark, Mark chapter 3 and verse 14, he ordained the 12 that they may be with him. So it is time spent with God that makes you a blessing to others. Time spent with God. If you're going to succeed in ministry, you must spend quality time in God's presence. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They have been spending time in the presence of God. You see, if you don't spend time in God's presence and you're in ministry, you'll be gambling. You'll be doing hit and, hit and miss, guesswork. And you'll be, doing, you'll be gambling with people's lives. People's lives. John chapter 5 and verse 19. A son can do nothing except what he sees the father do. Ezekiel 37 and verse 7. And I prophesied as I was commanded. It's not as I feel. No. Not, not as I'm pressured. No. As I was commanded. People can pressure you to pray. And God may say, don't pray. Don't pray. Elisha. Naaman came to Elisha. Wanted a miracle. And the commandment to Elisha was not to pray for Naaman. But to give an instruction to Naaman, go to the waters of Jordan, deep in the waters seven times. Only a person of God's presence can get that. Can get that. They got, listen, they, they went through a journey from when they left Kadesh Barnea, when they left Egypt, came to Elim until they got to Canaan. And at each instance, the strategy for victory was different. At each instance, different. David never lost a battle, but David never fought two battles the same way. Never. It was only once that David went to war with a sling and a stone. Every battle was fought differently. So you need to be a person of God's presence to know what God is saying presently. Give us this day our daily bread. You can't raise two children the same way. Because their personalities are not... Are you getting what I'm saying now? Yes, Glory be to Jesus. Are we together this morning? Yes, so if you're going to succeed in ministry, you must be number one, a person of God's presence. And then number two, you must be a person of the word. Because the only thing God is committed to honor is not your experience, it's not your pain, it's his word. His word. Paul said to Timothy, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2, Preach the word. When you are going to the pulpit, leave your pain behind. Preach the word. Jeremiah 1 and verse 12. He said, I watch over my word. Not your word, my word. To perform it. To perform it. Mark 16, 20. They went forth preaching everywhere. The Lord was walking with them, confirming the word. With signs following. The word. So when you check the content of your communication as a pastor, how much of what you are saying is the word? Are you teaching tradition? 
Matthew 15 verse 6. The Bible says through their tradition, they have made the word of God to have no effect. Are you teaching culture or you are teaching scripture? From the pulpit. What are you teaching? So there is a pattern. Listen, I'm laying a precedence. That is, if you're going to get, you see, because in God, there is a predictability in God. My sister said that the more of God you know, the truth is, God is so vast. And there are no borders to his understanding. But in the, in the content of, within the, within, within the ambit of scripture, we understand there is a predictability to God. There is a predictability to God. There are certain things we can do that will invoke God's response. For example, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That's one. For example, he said in Judah, God is known. God, every time praise goes up, God shows up. Every time praise goes up. It's not blessings that come, that is God that comes down. One of the effects of God coming down is the blessing. It is God. Acts chapter 16, 25 and 26. When they began to pray and to sing hymns, God came into the jail. And all the doors opened. Whatever doors have been closed before now, in this month of September, I see the key of David unlock doors for somebody here. In the mighty name of Jesus, a divine clearance is being granted to somebody here this morning. I don't know who you are, but you are hearing me this morning. Age-long doors are being opened for you right now. Gates are lifted on your behalf. Access is granted to you. Nothing will obstruct your pathway. In the name of Jesus, let me hear a believing amen in this house. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. You can, you can predict your tomorrow from the word of God, on the authority of God's word. On your, he, said, he said, say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. On the authority of God's word. He said, though your beginning was small, but your latter hand will greatly increase. On the authority of God's word, you can predict what is in your tomorrow. You can predict it. They, may, they might have gone ahead of you, but in God, listen, you might have even lost opportunities. In God, there is an agenda of restoration. He said he will restore the years. Eating by the locust, caterpillar. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Even if you lost the opportunities to your stupidity, God's mercy can accommodate it. That what will come back after the loss will be bigger and better. Somebody hearing me this morning, everybody, everybody has left you behind. But it is to prove the efficacy of grace. Because in this season of your life, 1 Samuel 30 verse 8 will be fulfilled in your life. You are going to pursue. You are going to overtake. And you will recover all. I, I didn't say that for everybody. But if you are the one I said that to, you will understand that amen is not an encouragement to prayer. That amen is not a footnote in a spiritual dialogue. That amen is the name of Jesus. 
Revelations 3 and verse 14 calls him the Amen of God. So when you declare Amen, you are saying, Breathe unto me. According, it is my word that you just released. God said to me to tell somebody here, 1 Samuel 30 and verse 8. In this season of your life, the time for you is called recovery time. It's restoration time for you. In the name of Jesus. Time lost will be recovered. Opportunities lost will resurface. In the mighty name of Jesus. Vital relationships lost. There will be a reconnection. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Just like what happened to our dear sister. Somebody here will be remembered for good here. You know that is the God of remembrance. Genesis 30 and verse 22. And the Lord remembered Rachel. Is the God of remembrance. Malachi chapter 3. Thank you pastor. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 16. The Bible says. They that feared the Lord spoke often to one another. The Lord are hacking the Lord heart. And a book of remembrance was opened. The God who made the king to lose his sleep. When the time to favor Mordecai came. And the king could not sleep. Now because we are in this service this morning. In different sectors. God is causing an upset. A shaking that will lead to your shining. A shaking that will lead to your rising. In the mighty name of Jesus. The day Samuel showed up to anoint David. David was not present. But his lot was maintained. God maintained his lot in his absence. So you may not be there now. And they are making decisions. But God will let me tell you. Isaiah 49 and verse 23. That kings will be your nursing fathers. Queens will be your nursing mothers. Men will rise to your occasion. In the mighty name of Jesus. They will go out of their way to favor you. In the name of Jesus. Where your voice does not count. God will Go beyond closed doors to fight your cause, to maintain your lot. Those who are meant to assess will not be the ones to assist you. Oh, nobody missed a good place to say amen. Maraka sokotala manderele bakataya. Variga sokotele mandere. Radisha laba. For the Lord will arise and have mercy upon Zion. From the time to favor Zion. Yea, the set time has come. Others had their time before now. But this time is your time. I can hear in the speech. Shift. God is saying to people, shift. Move, 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 move. It's a time. It's his time. If you are that person praying the Holy Ghost this morning.
Listen to me this morning. Listen. Whatever should have happened that is still pending this morning under the auspices of the grace of God in this house right now, we declare there is a release right now. For everything that should have happened that is still pending, I hear in my spirit, Jubilee is here. Everything that has your name on it, that somebody somewhere is sitting on, now the seat has become too hot for them now. Shift! Marika Sakateleba, for the rod of the wicked will not rest upon the lot allotted to the righteous. Now I decree and declare, let what is yours speed towards you now. Let it race towards you now. Let it happen with speed. Let it happen quickly. In the name of Jesus. Listen friends. Everything your hand has not been able to touch. You won't have to reach out for it. Where you are, grace will bring it to you. The testimony of somebody in this year's youth convention will be Genesis 27 and verse 20. Genesis 27 and verse 20. How come you have found it quickly? And the response will be, the Lord your God brought it my way. Somebody is going to begin to eat from vineyards they did not plant drink from wells they did not dig that is on every side grace will be speaking loudly they will look at the work of your hands it will be obvious this is grace grace on duty grace at work they will look at your home your family they will see grace at work they will see your children there will be a statement of grace They will say, when did you start the business now? But I say, God, who doesn't follow the pecking order? You can do a quick and a short work. That's what they call overnight success. It's not overnight success. It is grace at work. Grace at work. For all the years of loss, all the tears you've shed, all the pain, all the unanswered questions, all the protracted nights, all the waiting and the delays, your season of recompenses here. Amen. Hear me, child of God, First Peter 5 and verse 10. After you have suffered a while, it will perfect, establish, strengthen, and set to you. Say that one minute. When was this dropped? How many minutes ago? I didn't know. When was it dropped? Was it dropped five minutes ago? 
Lift your hand and worship Jesus. Just worship him. As long as I am breathing, I will crossovers from failure to success from rags to riches every day success is available number two success is attainable that means success is an uphill task is attainable is attainable now if success is an uphill task you need to understand that in life gravity is the only natural phenomenon up thrust is a deliberate initiative People don't fall up, they only fall down. If you see anybody going up, he found the stairways and he went up. Number three, success is reachable. God will not place success in your reach. Sorry, he will not place success in your hands, but within your reach. A seven-year-old boy was told by his mom in the days when the blacks were subjected and subjugated by the whites. The mom said to the boy, we are not poor because of our skin color. Black is not synonymous with lack. We are poor because your daddy has never desired to be rich. Lazarus desired to be fed with the crumbs. And the scriptures cannot be broken. The desire of the righteous must be granted. If he desires the crumbs, let him have it. The proof of desire is in pursuit. I can tell what you truly desire by what you are willing to pursue. So success is reachable. God will not place it in your hand, my sister, but he will place it within your reach. 
Riches are not limited to the rich. Riches are within the reach of anybody that will reach out for them. Number what now? Number four, success is affordable. Meaning it comes at a cost. But everything in life comes at a cost. Nothing is free, not even in Freetown. If they called it free, somebody paid for it. 20 years ago, somebody gave me a Mercedes-Benz before I got, I got married. To, 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 10 years in marriage this next month, October. Before I got married, somebody gave me a Mercedes-Benz as a gift. And my mother, my father-in-law-to-be saw the car and said, wow, it must have cost you a lot to get this car. I said, dad, it's free. He laughed and said, you don't understand, nothing is free. He said, whatever the price you paid to be the kind of person that somebody will look at and give this kind of a gift to, that's the cost of the car. Whatever investment you made into yourself to be the kind of person that somebody will look at and give this to, that is the price of nothing is free. But what I've discovered, Pastor, is that the cost of success is cheaper than the cost of the alternatives. It is cheaper to be successful than to become a failure. Failures pay for everything pay for everything. So it's better to aspire to greatness. You are safer at the top. Safer at the top. If you are feeling the competition in any field, it is a sign that you are close to the bottom. Because the higher you go, the fewer the competition. And success finally is transferable. So when you meet a man who is successful, your focus should not be what is in his hand, but what is in his mind. Because everything in his hand came out of the state of his mind. If you can reproduce his thinking, you can reproduce his outcomes. So that's the game changer. When you see anybody who is successful, success can be duplicated. It can be replicated. It can be perpetuated. It is the principle behind franchising. The same thing can be reproduced in different places and you get the same result everywhere. So you can host God's presence if you understand the protocol of his presence. You can have a great marriage if you understand the principle, the precursor to a great marriage. I just shared it. You, your children can turn out well if you pay attention when they are still listening. When they can still be talked to. And you let the kind of future you want for them be the content of the kind of investment you make into them. Train up a child in the way, not that he wants to go, but that he should go.
can become indispensable in any field. If you constantly up your game where personal development is concerned, because the higher your competence, the fewer your competition. But the lesser your competence, the higher your replacement value. You become optional when you lack competence in any field. Patterns. Patterns. So find patterns. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today. God told, God told Cain, he said, if you have done well, will you not be accepted? Patterns. Genesis 4 verse 7. If you have done what you're supposed to do, my response is predictable. Very predictable. Thank you. <laughs> it came to help me. <laughs> now my time is really up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. So your greatest joy, your greatest, listen, your greatest blessing is having people in your life who are teachers. That your teachers are not withdrawn to a corner. Do you know why? You have your blind side. You don't see it all. You don't know it all. But the presence of a mentor reduces your errors. Mentorship takes away pain from the process of learning. No matter how early you start a journey, when you drive long enough, you will find cars in front of you. No matter how early you start, start at 3 a.m. in the morning. When you drive long enough, you see somebody's light. It is foolishness trying to learn everything by experience. In the school where experience is a teacher, wisdom is a principal. He said, your teachers shall not be withdrawn to a corner. Your eyes will behold your teachers. Now it is one thing, pastor, for God to put a teacher in a woman's life or in a man's life. It's another thing for them to see that person as a teacher. Day unto day, Utter a speech. So every day when you wake up, there is something to learn. Yes, sir. The question is, when you wake up, is your student, is the student in you also awake? Yes, sir. Because the student in you may be sleeping through the day, playing through and see. So when you are repeating your errors, it's because you are not learning from them. And for as long as you are repeating your errors, you cannot change your outcome. Why do some people keep getting engaged to people who beat them? They're not learning anything. Your teachers must not be withdrawn. If you are, if you are a, 
every day the student in you wakes up, the teacher's life will show up. Every Esther needs a Mordecai. Every Ruth needs a Naomi. Every Timothy needs a Paul. Every Joshua needs a Moses. Joshua followed Moses, reverend. He didn't even repeat the errors of Moses. But being a follower, he saw how that under the leadership of Moses, everybody had an opinion. So when God told you, when God gave him a ridiculous instruction and said, go around the wall of a city seven times, seven times, it was Joshua who told the people, keep quiet. Because he saw how under the leadership of Moses, 40 days became 40 years because everybody had an opinion. He saw you under the leadership of Moses when Moses sent 12 people to go and spy in the land. Only two came back with good news. So under the leadership of Joshua, he sent only two that will come back with testimony. Moses sent them out like a cannibal. Everybody knew they were going. Everybody had the news. Joshua sent them out secretly. If they come back with bad news, we can manage it. Just by observing that some people, sir, sir, some people are not following. When you see cars on the road, they're in three categories. Some are in convoy. Some are in traffic. Some are in a race. Not every car behind you is following you. Lot lived with Abraham. Lot was not in convoy. He was in traffic. was in traffic. He saw Abraham raising altars to God. Lot never raised an altar to God. He saw Abraham offering his son to God. Lot offered his daughters for sex. And he lived with Abraham. I said, Lord, you said he who walks with the wise will be wise. I said, but I know people who are in the company of wise people and they are very foolish. He said, I didn't say he who is in the company of the wise. He who walks with the wise. So he sees the steps that the wise are taking and he's taking the same steps. So he will get the same result. So you can be in a church for 20 years and there's no reflection. You are in an atmosphere of grace and your life is telling a different story. But this shall be different. Any result you've seen anybody get, if you desire it, if you pay the same price, you will get the same result. I'm telling you the truth. Yes, sir. Thank you, Reverend. Joshua 1 verse 5, as I was with Moses, 
so will I be with you. I will not leave you. And I will not forsake you. So, when, when, she, when he's sharing his testimony, he'll be sharing his testimony. She'll be sharing her testimony. He'll be sharing his testimony. She'll be sharing her testimony. All of us will be sharing our testimonies. So, when Elizabeth meets Mary, they're both carrying something. Everybody's carrying something. Some in their hand, some in their womb. It's only a matter of time. What's in my womb soon be in my hand. It's a new year for you. It's a new season for you. You know when pastors meet, they discuss the testimonies of their members. Reverend will share your testimony with me. The Lord bless you. Amen. The Lord keep you. Amen. The Lord be gracious to you. Amen. Make his face to shine upon you. Amen. The Lord lift up his countenance on you. Amen. The Lord grant you his peace. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30pm and Sundays 8.30am at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.